When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Khadija was wonderful. Yeah. It was a real nice time. Oh, so Actually, fun. I loved how positive she was. I want to test something. I'm going to mute. Oh, Andy's testing something. Mute that on here and I'm going to turn this up. <clears throat> How's that sound? I can. Now hear myself, there but it's late. Much better. But it's a second off. Oh. It'll be worse. That is worse. You're right. Well, but never you mind. Did I, it, out. it was a good idea. Well, we'll get it figured out soon enough. Right. There we go. We're now back down. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could hear myself beautifully, but there was a delay. So, you know how to take care of the delay on that one? I will have to think for a while. We'll think it through. That's uh-huh. all I know. I once what? had to do a whole half hour segment. With oh, yeah. voice back at me. Oh, yeah. It yeah. literally oh. broke my brain, and I will never do it again. Because <laughs> every time you start talking, it feels like someone talks at you, and so you go, hello. Oh, like it, it was <laughs> the worst ever. It was being water tortured, I'm pretty sure. We'll get it figured out. You know, I got it, Brittany. I got, you are an amazing, your timing is amazing. I was just going to congratulate you for not putting, leaning on your fist for the whole show. So the first thing she does is lean on her fist. It's so funny because you take it as like a negative, but I'm like so engaged that I'm not even using the back of my seat. Like I'm right. launched okay. forward. I'm like so couldn't be the opposite. When you ever say I'm leaning on my face, I'm like in it. I'm like a- when you do that. I, mean, I just, uh, you know, no, and then but... sometimes I just hold my neck, but I also have really bad shoulders. I have like really you bad. Do? I never know how to like from what. Correct. Um, they say it's arthritic pain. That, that's pretty uh, generic. So you're an arthritic pain in the neck. oh but anyway so i was going to give you a compliment and i will still because you were engaged and all the rest of it three times during that interview i looked over at aj and he yawned he was like but you know what good image it's not a real good image there aj oh that's right aj's not here i can't even bitch at him to his own face I think you you real like you realize like some people just yawn a lot like it has nothing to do with ton yeah, I, I see, yeah, Andy has the, the big yawns that he tries to kind of, like, hide. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's just an oxygen thing. I think it has nothing to do with being bored. I don't know what it is. I, I, prob- I probably yawn twice an hour all throughout the day. I don't know that I've ever been so bored with something that I've yawned. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a cartoon thing. But I get that visually it throws mm-hmm. you off, like... I get that. I get that for sure. And I I will definitely work on not leaning on my hand. If you perceive that as, oh, no, Kevin's yawning. Yeah, Kevin being a pain in the ass. Kevin. 
What a shock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I look, and I think that, you know, I've been asked a million times. I think he's not there. Is he? he already left it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the world, AJ, I think he's a great guy. That guy works his ass off. He He just wants everyone to be happy. He is like, Mr. How can I make the show better? Yeah. When I got in this morning, so normally I get here and he's, he gets here well before us and starts getting everything set Mm -hmm. up and like the lights will be on and the computers are all set up already. I get here and the lights are off and I just hear him frantic in the room trying to get things squared away and he's on like mic and stuff. And so yeah, he's hard at work all the constantly AJ. Well, I asked them to set it up in advance, and I don't know why they didn't do it, because they're, they're Hubbard engineers here. Because just walked into the studio, mm-hmm. set it up, and but they just didn't do it, and I don't know why. I also don't. Look, you have to understand one thing about being in this business, and I talk about it, nobody else does, but I talk about it because I've been at it so long, and it doesn't drive me as nuts as everybody else. But certain things that people do, and it's like, why do you do that? Why do you not... Well, for an example, Pat. Pat likes 90-second or two-minute, one-minute commercials. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If you if you want to get a lot of bang for your buck, buy a 30-second commercial with Pat. It's still going. <laughs> You're still listening to it after three minutes. But, yeah, everybody has their own personal core. You know, that didn't used to show up. It was kind of – there was this decorum that you put on in radio and television back in the day where everybody was kind of even keel, all the rest of it. But that whole, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that it changed, but it did change now because people now do whatever the hell they want to do. You know, there is a lot of transition that needs to happen too because we used to have the same formula. Radio was, you showed up, the show showed up at the studio, and now it's like, man, we do throw a lot at our engineers. Like, Oh, yeah, no doubt. And it is enthralling. Like, I'm just shocked. Like, if you would have told me 10 – 10 years ago that I would be doing a show in my closet, I would, I'd hit you in the face. Like, that's not a thing. I can't do that. Like, how did you not know that's a thing? But like, I, the only thing person who I'd ever known who had ever done it in my life was you. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. And like, it's not like I had tie line money just lying around to get that set up. Tie line money. <laughs> Where are we going to get tie line but, money, uh, Tom? Andy remembers, honestly, got 25 years ago, I did the KQ morning show in a closet with a blanket around because you didn't have pictures then. Yeah. And a blanket around me to deaden the, the, you know, the echo. Yeah. And I did the entire four hour show with a blanket over my head. You're like the ghost that haunted the Satan house. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I will never forget it. Yeah. Then I, well, the reason I think that, that Dave Hamilton said, you should just do the show from home. That'd be fine. We'll set up a studio before you do it from there is because I was, you know, before uh, the local psychopaths destroyed my career, I was doing voiceover all over America. So he said, well, if you can do it remote, that stuff remote, you can do this remote too. It was his idea, actually. Yeah, like for you, I think it's <laughs> like you and my husband, Justin, do so well. And I think, Andy, you'd probably do well too. Like Tevin and I are people that need interactions on the regular, but like I like leaving my house. Like I like doing half and half. Like I like coming in yeah. or whatever. <laughs> But, like, there are personality types. Like, my husband, Justin, during the pandemic, he said to me, and I almost punched him right in his face. He said, he goes, it doesn't even feel like it's that different. And I was like, what? Mm. Who? What? Like, I was dying inside. And that's that, like, introvert, extrovert thing is, like, I like being around other people. I would say a good amount. Not as much as my mom, but, like, 
a good like I still like interacting with people outside of this closet sometimes. One thing I as I guess as long as I'm here, I'm gonna have to put a a screen over that door because Catherine keeps walking by and I see her walking right over my shoulder. She gave um, us a little yeah. Oh great. Oh, I, um, I love it. I'm I'm trying to figure out what she's doing that causes her to keep pacing back and forth. But <laughs> she's picking up. You can totally tell it. she's cleaning right now. She's totally in the clean mode. It's what it is, absolutely. But yeah, uh, Khadija, what a great surprise that was. Because I, I did not know Khadija before she came in today. Uh, she's wonderful. Yeah, she, you think? she was great. She kept giving me like the like positivity, like the Miss Pat almost kind of positive energy before when she came in. And she's yeah, wonderful, delightful person. Go see her show, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, very nice. I don't know Cece, but got to get her in studio too. My favorite of all time up to this day is we would never tell jb when miss pat was coming in studio because mm -hmm. those two she was on his ass constantly and he was like i'm gonna bring in a gun next time i'm telling you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jb I've, I've met two people in my life that have that don't like miss pat jb and then there was a bartender at the uh, comedy club in arizona that i was working at that really like hated miss pat why like she was one of those people where she tried to go above and beyond to make people like her and so miss pat was kind of sitting at a booth and she came like can i get you anything to eat blah 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 blah. like can i get you anything to drink are you like back rub whatever and miss pat was just kind of like why don't you just go leave me the f alone <laughs> <laughs> it's like her very miss pat way and but she was like Oh, Tevin, she just like was very rude to me. I was like, Miss Pat, like she's she Why probably doesn't... likes you. What was JB's issue with her, Tom? You've never heard this? No, yeah, I've never seen the interaction. Tell, tell, tell. It's wonderful. So it's back there at the Itasca <laughs> building at the studio, and so Miss Pat comes in and like she's very you know in your face, and JB is very much so not. Yeah. And so you know they're communicating whatever and miss pat just kept going at jb and the more she like <laughs> is trying to get his inner extrovert to come out and play yep. jb just gets more and more you know like i guess submissive i guess or quiet or kind of quiet, like, yeah, yeah reserved and it to the point where she essentially is now just bullying jb <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that sounds to, amazing trying to get Andy, him to interact uh, and you were around for that stuff you remember yeah that, that was a while ago. It was a long time ago. But I see, I love Miss Pat. She's always so sweet to me, whether it's on mm -hmm. the phone, but she's in studio. I adore that woman. I mean, she also, first thing she does, she sits down. Just remember, I only got one titty. <laughs> That's oh, the yeah. first thing she brings up. Start out strong. <laughs> I love her. I think she's wonderful. And I, I hope she comes in. We'll just have to have JB in without telling him who's going to be in. Yeah, Jamie, we really need you to come in. <laughs> no he reason. Probably, he probably thinks Jamie, something was up. JB's not known for his attention to detail. He actually thought the TV behind you, Tevin, was a window half the broadcast. It was like, I can't believe it's still it dark is. outside. We're <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Daylight savings time is real, bitch, JB. Yeah. He did. He thought that was a window. It was so funny. I mean, I was like, listen, I get it. I've had those moments, but it's nice to be on the other side of it right now. But I have a question for you. If you look at Tevin right now, there's a shadow underneath the screen, which would indicate that it's not built into the wall. Or like having a little bit of awareness <laughs> of the of the room you're in is completely indoor. Like it's yeah. it feels there's a lot there where I go, dang. 
Yeah, there is a lot of dang, no question about it. So in any case, I'm glad, I'm glad we got the show up and running. Andy, you helped uh, mom a lot. That's one thing, anything to do with electronics, it's like, dad, get away from it, bring mom in, we'll get it figured out. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. Oh, no, I've walked you, I've had to walk you through a few technological things in my time. And yeah, it's probably best that you, if you can't just turn it on and then off or off and then on again and get it to work, then you got to bring the professionals in. I don't know why that is that I have no interest in electronics at all. It's like, where's the remote? And I don't even like most TVs because now they got like three remotes. I, I don't know. want three remotes. Three One. remotes to lose. Although I think now it's gotten better because we don't have, you know, the DVD players, the separate cable right. remote, right. the separate yep. just for the TV remote. God oh, yeah, forbid the entertainment you wanted to watch console. a DVD. Yeah. yeah. DVDs. Yep. Hey, I remember for Christmas, Joe McFadden, who was a branch manager at Capitol Records back in the 70s when I worked there. He comes in and he's got this thing that looks like a Volkswagen. It's about the size of a car, for Christ's sake. I said, what is that? He goes, it's a DVD player. I don't know. It's a, it's a video player. I VCR. Said, what? VCR, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a VCR. I said, what? He goes, it's a VCR. Watch this. He push a button. This thing pops up out of the top of it. Yep. He slides in, in this cartridge, which was about, the cartridge about that big. Pushes it back down, and we're watching The Godfather, because he brought me that, too. I said, where did you get this thing? He said, yeah, you can't tell anybody I gave you this for Christmas. I said, why not? He said, because it was twelve hundred dollars. Oh my for god! A VCR? Yep. For a VCR, yep, for a VCR, twelve hundred dollars. I remember. <laughs> you oh knew that somebody gosh. was really from a fancy house if they had a separate rewinder, like the rewinder, oh, yeah, yeah. the fast one. If they had, which like. It's so who what kind of life are you living where like we do not have time to walk away and this rewind at half speed? We need they put it out in that own separate carpet and just go. Well, to be fair, I think it literally did take it was like it was double speed or maybe triple speed to rewind back then. So I mean yeah. a two hour movie, it would have taken an hour to rewind it. Oh, and how <laughs> so... heartbreaking when you'd go to push play on a movie. Yep. And people hadn't rewound it, and so you're like, you "Oh, away, great! Just, Everyone, go do your own thing for <laughs> ten minutes." Well, because the video stores would put the "Please be kind, be kind rewind." rewind. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Or when before the days of TiVo, where you could just record whatever you wanted directly on TV, and you'd record on a VHS. I'll never forget the screams of my dad yelling at like my mom for recording over his Packer games, yep. and now it's oh, family. God. Now it's family <laughs> Christmas, tw- like t- two thousand. <laughs> and like you'd write on a little piece of paper like Packer game slash New Year's party slash yep. like dog show slash Brave Little Toaster. Yep. All of them are on this. Andy, you might know the number because you've seen it. I still, and I don't know why I do this because I don't even think we have a DVD player anymore. I must have over a thousand DVDs sitting in a drawer at, a, at the house. We just sold a massive crate full of them. And we sold oh, we did like 25 cents each or something. What? Yeah. Okay, listen, I have a car that has a DVD player in it. So if you have any kids' movies that you're like, huh. Oh, that's Go-Go true. Go-Go would like it because we just have the, you know, yeah, that like little screen that goes down in the in the uh, car. So just if you see any that you're like, yes, a little kid would like this and you don't want it, I will buy it from you. Mm. Go to any library. They will be asking to get rid of child children's movies on DVD, I guarantee That's true, it. yeah. I buy yeah. a bunch out at garage sales. Yeah, like, garage sales. Facebook you'll get them for nothing. And stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. Does she love Bluey yet? 
she's never we haven't used it yet like we're still oh. waiting because she's only a year and a half so we haven't we haven't done screens yet because we haven't really had to but yeah, uh sure. that trip up north i had a bunch of dvds going because it's a four-hour drive and i was like mm -hmm. this might this might be the day that we pop in the gateway like, drug yeah finding nemo i just like goes holding on to it like if she loses her shit while we're driving up four hours right oh god yeah this might be her first experience how old was how old was uh ethan when he first loved bluey he's about a year and a half wasn't he um maybe even younger than that maybe like a year he loves bluey yes he does like, he thinks it's wonderful although and you guys... he's kind of transitioning away from it now already. really what's his thing now uh it's called super simple songs we, it's, we it's, listen to super simple songs. It's more age appropriate for him. Bluey's, I think, a little technically old for him. Yeah, because he, you know, he likes the colors and the. But I mean, like, so for example, we have this. Um, it's like Where's Waldo, but it's Where's Bluey. Yeah. So on every page, it's just scenes from the show, and you have to find Bluey, and you have to find you know Bingo and that sort of thing. Yeah. And he like, I'll be like, Where's Bluey? And he'll find Bluey, and then he'll point at this character that I have like. It's in two episodes, and their name is said one time across those two episodes, and he'll be like, look, it's Chloe. It's like, how the hell do you even know this? I don't know this, and we've seen the show. We've gone through it like five times. So that Super Simple Songs is nice because they learn stuff, and it's like super helpful. Yeah, he and loves to like play along, like, you know, raise yeah. your hands, and he'll raise his hands. Yeah, like make thing. a triangle with your feet yep, kind exactly. of vibe. Anyways, we were at a friend's house, and Gogo, like, they put in this super simple song, and Gogo was not feeling it. Um, mm -hmm. To her defense, her mom has made her listen to, like, Taylor Swift. We were on Kid Rock for a while. We, like, we like listening to music we want to listen mm -hmm. to. Kid Rock as in, like, the my guy name is Kid my Rock? Name is yep. Kid oh, my gosh. Rock. Yeah, I don't know why, but bomb to bomb to bomb to bomb, biggie diggy diggy was with her. Ball with the ball, not yeah. bomb. Ball with, with the ball. Sorry. Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy diggy diggy, said the boogie, said up, jump the boogie. You know what that's originally? You know what that's originally from? No. It's the um, Sugar Hill Gang. Oh. oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does, does make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we. I watched this other kid know all this stuff that she learned from Super Simple Songs. So now we are trying to transition to super simple songs from more complex, like Taylor Swift and, and all that stuff where she'd known. So she only allows a little bit of a sprinkle because she'll say, next song. She'll go, next yep. song, next song, until we finally play like a Taylor Swift song she knows. Like last night we let her listen to Reputation and she's like, finally, mom, like where have you been keeping this? One of the great moments of my life was Wednesday night. I mean, thank God nobody got hurt. Yeah, could have Wednesday night. We're at Alex's house for dinner, little early Thanksgiving dinner. And Ethan decided it was a good idea to headbutt their dog. No, <laughs> which one? Birch. Birch. Oh. Birch did not like it. I'll tell you. Yeah, but Birch is a good dog. He's yeah. such a good boy. He probably was like, why? Ethan? <laughs> he was. Well, he like, like growled that? a little bit. And then he looked at us like he had done something wrong. I'm I sure. know. Yeah. Great dog. And it's like, um, you know, you get headbutt, you're allowed to complain about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a rule I live by. Just My family's, 
Don't bite him, and I'm happy with any reaction you have, to be honest. Why did he start headbutting people and things? That's only been a few months or a couple Uh, of months. What is up with kids just acting like their heads are a part of, like, a game? Because Gogo's randomly, like, to flail her head back in the car seat. Yep, he does that all the time. And now he's doing it when you're holding him, so he'll do it right into your chin or your nose. Oh, ow. And I'm like, and she'll smile, and I'm always like, is there something wrong with her, like, mentally? Like what they do. Like, why does she enjoy this so much? Well, has she she'll, done the thing where she'll, like, stand at a table or, like, a footrest and just slam her forehead into it? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're always, like... And then Justin's, like... <laughs> we have to, loves this. Yeah, yeah, and we have to go... We always go, we need to baby-proof. Like, Justin will be like, we need to baby-proof. I go, this is not... Like a, there, there's no solution. Like we no. have walls. What she do you needs do? A helmet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, That's all you could do. Really. Helmet. Yeah. She needs lithium. Mm. Like what the actual hell? <laughs> I know, are toddlers doing are just, they're weird as hell. They're, you never know what they're like, thinking. Oh no, you ne- like I I want there to be a like a gambling game out there where cameras just follow around like a toddler and you have to bet on what they're gonna do next. <laughs> yeah. Because you would never get it right. Mm. Like you'd be like, whoa. That is a wild move right there. Why? 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 Well, it's like a cat where sometimes they'll just be they'll, they'll, they'll be laying in a sunbeam asleep, and then all of a sudden they'll just like pop three feet into the air and then blast across. It's like and why? Like, what got into you that you felt like, that that was necessary? bite a footrest and you're like, oh yeah, okay. exactly. Like you're always living with a crackhead. Like yeah. I'm sorry, what? You're I just, thought you were sleepy. You're just sitting there perfectly still, and all of a sudden they decide that your foot needs to be attacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might think you're hiding it, Tevin, but uh, you have to remember where I grew up because Tevin, this entire time, is going, white people. Are I you? Thought, no. 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 Yes, not. you were lying. You I liar. Will, I will be the first one. I, the, there's one thing that I love in this world is waiting for you guys to tell a story that is definitely a cultural thing and then calling you out for being white. This is not one of those. <laughs> this, is not, this is not one of those. Children times. of all races <laughs> act insane. That's this is just, not. Yeah. That That's is true. one universal truth. And mm. parents of all races have no idea what they're doing all the time, always. Oh, there's like, nothing you can do when no. they're two. And, well, because I remember, well, not that I remember being a kid, but my mom would tell me stories about, she'd be like, yeah, you know, you'd be you know, watching your Barney tapes, and I'd try to go to the bathroom quick. I'd come back, and you'd be outside in the front yard <laughs> yep. running around. It's just like there's there's just no end to, like, how on your toes you have to be as a parent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, Ethan can open the doors now, so it's... Oh, I don't even try to shut it. Like, I, like, because if I shut it, she loses her mind. So now it's to the point where I haven't peed in my own bathroom unless I'm doing this show where I'm hiding out. Like, I don't know what that's like anymore. I don't mean the bathroom door. I mean the front and back door to the house. Oh, Oh God. God, Ethan. Yeah, so you you can't leave him alone. He'll he'll just leave. Is Ethan a sprinter? Like, will he try to get away from you guys? Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. Gogo, luck, that's the one thing we have going for her. Is she wants to be in sight of me all the time. Like, that's the only oh, thing no, we have going care. for us right I, now. I was installing something in back, um, like, you know, on the side. Um, and Ethan is just in the backyard, just running around. He, I can't see him most of the time, but we have a fence, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, he doesn't care if he's within eyesight. He'll just <laughs> go do his own thing. My little brother was like, there was one day where he escaped out the back door of the house and we thought he was lost. And because <laughs> we had this barn and he was back playing with like his Tonka trucks or something, yeah, just yeah, dead yeah. silent. Mm-hmm. My, I remember my mom and dad, you know, Scotty, Scotty wouldn't respond to anything. We spent the whole entire day, like just about ready to call the police. <laughs> and then we happened to go around the backside of the barn. He was just there, there playing in like, the dirt, just having a grand old time. Yep. 
just loving having kids, though. Honest to God. And then grandkids. Well, it's great having grandkids because they go home. Yeah, I bet. You know, you don't have to put up with the all-night deal. But no, I I love those gatherings. It's wonderful. Beverly sent Gogo a bumper car for our house. So she's living that grandparent life where she was like, and it lights up. It's insane. Makes noise. Uh, It's just like, thank you, Beverly. Must be nice in Florida right now. Where is she? She's in Fort Myers. She'll she'll come back uh, in like two, like a week and a half or so. She'll come back soon. So, oh, she just goes down for short periods. Well, she they they went down early this year, but then she wanted to come back for like a month in December. So um, she's gonna just come back and stay with us. Hopefully, she'll be there for Christmas and that kind of thing. Yeah, we fight over my mom, me and Lindsay, because we both (laughs) want her in the house, and then we don't want her, but we want her. Uh, I want mom all the time, always. Like I am such a mama's girl. Like so, and it's she's so good with go go. I feel bad. I think at some point she's like, I'm gonna go to Lindsay's because I need a break, and we're like, oh. oh. But, you know, one thing I really like about your mother is she likes me much more than she likes either of you. So uh, that is actually totally true and super annoying. <laughs> she, that, state, that state fair trip, she was living her best life. Like, she was, what a woman. I love your mother. Thank you. She yeah, loves great you. Person. It's so annoying. But why didn't she pass it on to you? What happened? I didn't on you. What's the name? We got to take a break because we have an entertainment reporter named Kristen Burt, who is up next. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. 
resident. Now, that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com. Keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. No, we got like three people in the closet. Although I'm not in a closet. I'm just in a kind of a, a room. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out in the end. But Kristen, how are you doing? Good. Did everyone have a good Thanksgiving? Indeed. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Got was, together starting on Wednesday night. How was yours? Relaxing. I worked out. I ate. I slept. And I rotted on my couch watching TV. It was perfect. Yeah, you look well, you're very relaxed. That's a good thing. Yeah, it was a great thing. I really needed it. It was a busy few weeks leading up to the Thanksgiving holiday, and I just needed to rest and not do anything. One of my favorite things I was, I was thinking about you the first time this person said it to me. I said, Tommy, I've been tuning into Bass Law. And I said, Bass Law, man. I said, yeah. He goes, I can't understand what the hell they're saying. And I said, they got that Mississippi, Georgia accent. It's not very easy because... There are a couple of times they're sitting out there and they have this deep conversation. And of course, if you've never met anybody from Georgia or Mississippi, and it's not because they're black or white, it just is they're from there. That thick southern you. accent. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're like, let me ask a question. You got to turn on the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I can I remember when I watched Billy Elliot, like the original movie, not the Broadway musical that has been right. made. I could not get through that movie without like turning on the subtitles and reading. Cause I'm like, I do not know what they are saying. Yep. I'm like, it might as well be a foreign language. And of course it was English, but the accents were so thick. Yes, they are. There's no doubt. Well, as a matter of fact, to bring it up and kind of by coincidence. So we drove and uh, we're in Valdosta, Georgia. And I got out of the car to go in and grab, you know, some a couple bottles of water, something to drink or whatever. And there were two, and, and there were, there was like a, not anyone I know their ages, but it was two white guys talking to each other in Southern Georgia, right? I couldn't even understand what the hell they were saying. 
Because I talked to a man yesterday and he told me I come down. I was like, what the hell are you saying? It can happen with the New England accents too. I oh, yeah. I'm like, I am from the land of no Oz. Mm-hmm. And that no is R. Yep. No Oz in the alphabet. <laughs> Honest to God. Well, remember the, what was it? Pepperidge Farm, I think. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. What about your fair, the strawberries? <laughs> what the hell did you just say what about your pad of strawberries okay so okay. funny but yeah it was is hilarious because they're like well just turn the subtitles on if you can't understand them it's it's that mississippi georgia alabama accent and and, and particularly in mississippi it gets really thick because after the uh, hurricane hit mississippi but 15 years ago, whatever it was, we took trips down there to try to help people out. I literally had to pay attention because you, it's really hard. And the funny thing about and, I, and again, some people say, oh, what is it, a racist comment? No, it's just I had never seen an Asian person speak with a Southern accent before. There's it probably very not many in, of them. Uh, probably aren't many of them, but she, no. was, she was at, uh, at the Beau Rivage Hotel in Mississippi beautiful young Asian woman. And I walk up to him. Yeah. Can I help you all out? I'm like, what the hell? Because it's so unusual, right? Well, it happens when people, even like Americans go over and move to London. Oftentimes they start picking up a London accent. Madonna was famous for that. Oh yeah. Speaking of the British clip, Gwyneth Paltrow had in the past when she was married to Chris Martin. It's funny. And you're like, where did that come from? But I even find I've never had a strong New England accent. However, if I'm there and I'm around my family a lot, sometimes my R's will get really lazy just from what I'm hearing and you pick it up. But you're right. Catherine and I were just in Boston last year and it's, I love Boston. You know, I've talked to you about this many, many times. There are very few people in uh, or places in America I don't like, but Boston is definitely one of my favorites. And I just, they're just right up front. If you don't like it, tough shit. I grew I got thick skin growing up in, in Boston because yeah, <laughs> they'll just tell you, you look really tired. What's going on? And you're like, okay, I look like crap. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's the real story to this old deal. That's the real story. So I'm like, I better get some sleep tonight. <laughs> so what's new in Hollywood? Anything good going on? Well, I don't know about you. I, I, I have a feeling Tevin watched this show because I feel like half of the internet did. And that is Squid Game, the oh, challenge. Good. I'm glad you brought it. Oh, God. Here we go. Did you guys already talk about uh, it? No, we did. We did not. But I'm thrilled because I watched it and it wasn't as good as I feel it could have been, but it was still, I thought, really entertaining. And I'm looking forward to the next uh, set of episodes to come out. And I'm also kind of intrigued because there's some people that are suing yeah. the show. Apparently what? they got like hypothermia and stuff like that. I don't know if you have more insight of what happened. Yeah. So this, this is really kind of like the interesting thing that I wanted to bring up because anyone who wants to watch it, first of all, it's on Netflix. There's five episodes out. And then the second half of the episodes drop on November 29th. This is a reality show based off of the scripted Netflix show that we've oh, seen yeah. season one of, just so everyone is very clear. So real life people are walking into the challenges that you saw in the scripted show. It's very dystopian. Um, And the wild thing about all of this is that the contestants didn't have an NDA. So they've all been on TikTok this weekend blabbing Uh. about what happened behind the scenes. And there's a very famous scene in Squid Games where they play Red red Light, Green Light, the Mm -hmm. game we all played as kids. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in the scripted show. It's in this reality competition. And they filmed it 
on a day where it was 24 degrees, oh. they were wearing light track suits. So it's interesting. You're seeing everyone like running with their hands in their like coat pockets <laughs> like this. Yeah. And I thought it was actually a strategy so that when you freeze, you're not moving your hands. You know what I mean? You're just like, everything's frozen. It turned out that they were literally frozen. They were physically cold. Um, and they told him that this challenge would last about two hours, even though the game's only five minutes. And it wound up taking, and I've I've heard a different number, but anywhere between six to nine hours out in 24 oh, degree weather. Yeah. No, we can't and I want to circle back on a conversation we've had a lot this summer. And Britt, you'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about. That reckoning of reality shows. And I get that this is what people are signing up for, but people are not signing up for being in 24 degree weather and nobody caring about their well-being. Because yeah. there were medical emergencies on that set, allegedly, oh, and that's what people yeah. are suing over. Well, yeah. it's so hard to look at them because you would never treat an actor like this. An actor would never sit in 20-degree weather for no. an hour. I mean, they would have no. uh, trailers for them. They would have the muffs. They would have the big, you know. Heaters, space yeah. heaters everywhere. Yep. And so there is. There's this big, weird divide between reality stars and people that are acting. I mean, it's just they're they're – there's going to be we're going to look back at some of this time and be shocked at the things we allowed to do like tom i don't always know all the laws but i'm pretty sure in radio you can't drink alcohol right like when you're on the air yeah what do you mean by you can't drink alcohol like well you and i can't drink alcohol period dot but like i think yeah and so it's really weird that in reality TV, I think we're going to look back at this and go, wow, like we let people get yeah. wasted on reality <laughs> yeah. TV yeah. and there's like no liability there. That is And I think that there's in some ways that there should be some type of reality show union, whether they come into the Screen Actors Guild, which is probably mm -hmm. the smartest move, or they form their own union. But um, and, and some people are just saying, well, it doesn't matter. I'm making tons of money because of the show. But I'm like, you need to understand that. Even shows where people are well taken care of, like on a Dancing with the Stars or, um, let's say, an American Idol, there are still issues because all of these contestants are not unionized and have very little protections. And yeah. there's still things that they are taken advantage of. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. And I think one thing that's maybe unique to the Squid Game show is you had 456 people mm -hmm. that you're trying to corral and film and mic up and all of this stuff, like which is got to cost a ton of money and so of course they're like we got to get this all done in a day we don't care if it's 24 degrees out yeah so that's a whole nother dynamic that you know a dancing with the stars doesn't necessarily have to deal with right because they're inside a studio and everything else and they're a well-oiled machine and this was the first season but you do look back on some of these things and the the movie if you i mean the series itself you watch it like the people are the commodity well we're doing that to real life people mm -hmm. i mean there's so many messages that come out of squid games and you sit there and go Oh my gosh, we're actually doing to this to people in real life. Like what? What do you mean? Um, well, in in the scripted show itself, I, um, people's lives are sacrificed for oh, money. God. Yes. Um, and even though people's lives aren't sacrificed, like nobody's being shot and killed, like they are in the actual scripted mm -hmm. Squid Games. Uh, obviously their lives were somewhat in danger because hypothermia is no joke. I mean, anyone who's been out in extreme temperatures before I've gotten heat exhaustion being out on a red carpet, oh, another sure. situation where you're like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I fainted at, at the creative arts Emmys one year and literally one of the Emmys um, people organizers came up to me the next day and she's like, just put some ice on your wrist. 
if it's hot today. We can't have all of these like dramatic Mm. events happening. And I'm like, maybe you should put a tent over the red carpet. It's 110 degrees here, you know, or pump in some AC. It's just crazy. Um, when you think about that. So it's it's a similar situation when it comes to these reality show contestants. I have a question. So Squid Games originated in Japan, correct? Korea. Korea, yep. Oh, Korea. Well, what was the Japanese show that sounded something you, like Squid Are you thinking of the most extreme elimination? Yeah, Takeshi's, uh, Takeshi's Castle, a.k.a. Yeah, ex- most oh. extreme elimination challenge. Very oh, similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay, so who came up with the idea? The Koreans or the Japanese? Uh, it's debatable. The early <laughs> Takeshi's <laughs> Castle is the earliest one I can think of. And then they both have like deeply rooted um, ideas when it comes to game shows, and then taking game shows, and making them into scripted shows. So, mm-hmm. and then we adapt them over here in the U.S. Oh, that makes so they're really because um, was the original one here called Squid Games, or it have a different name? Well, the uh, original the scripted show Squid Games. Yeah. Original isn't the one that came out show, like, and it's dubbed into English, or you can watch you the choose. read the subtitle. Because Squid Game yeah, came out what like two years ago, three. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so two years ago. All right, so so basically, and they all wear costumes, if I remember right, with like big heads. Am I thinking of the right thing? Well, they have like uh, PlayStation controller icons on their heads. I don't know why. I've oh, okay. I've never okay. seen the actual show, but yeah. They have like X's and then and real O's people and are uh, real actors are competing in the scripted show. If that makes and, sense, mm-hmm. but people actually not in real life, but people do die on the show. Mm-hmm. Do they not? That's the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. The, on the scripted That's the show, whole yeah. idea. Yep, is to kill people. Well, yeah, yeah. essentially. And, it's, and I, oh, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Tevin. Oh no, I was just gonna say yeah. They you don't if you don't win the game, you get killed, and then they drop ten thousand dollars into the piggy bank. So essentially, as oh, you're cheering right. for this money to come in, you're also cheering yep. that these people are dying and they all they're all there voluntarily too right <laughs> correct yeah so it's all not voluntarily yeah it's not and, like they're they're like saw or something like that no. they're there knowing that they're putting their lives on the line for a very large sum of money mm-hmm. but i will say the dystopian thing about the game show itself um on netflix is that they wear these like ink packs so let's say if you're eliminated during red light green light it explodes on your chest Mm -hmm. and then they told them they were told to dramatically like fall to the floor like (laughs) you're dying which in some ways is funny but it's also again it's dystopian because i'm like in a country with mass shootings everywhere i was i was disturbed by that aspect of it to be honest yeah that's a little odd yeah it was shocking to see the first person you know kind of play dead and it's like you could just leave and then they like went so far as especially in red light green light where they're laying there and people are stepping over the bodies oh, to continue to play the game well, it's, it's like part of an it's the obstacle at that point yeah, yeah. like the real I show would be not only out but i would be rolling uh, elsewhere like i would be like oh i'm dead and i'm rolling to a heater immediately <laughs> yeah, really. i'm not laying on the ground in 20 degree like if i'm dead i'm dead oh, that is one thing it's oh, like God. okay say you are out yeah. You know, you at this point have no chance of winning money. You're going to go home yeah. after this. What's to stop you from like grabbing people's ankles and tackling people and stuff like that? What are they going to do about it, huh? Like, I'm going to ruin this game now there because is a decorum I'm not making the money. far more in their society than ours, and like a following of rules that like eh. just we there would be if this was an American Squid Game, you know, they would be not only grabbing, Absolutely. they would be out of there. Yeah, I'd be grabbing a tree branch and hitting people with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, Tevin, did this make you want to do season two if it happens? I would sign up for season two um, because the game is completely – because I've put, thought a lot about what my strategy would be. And the game is more or less just luck. Like, there's not really anything you can do – to like win or put yourself at more of an advantage. Like they play like the battleship game or like the cookie game would be a little bit of skill, I guess. But for the most part, you just want to lay low. Like the people that are rushing, they put a phone out and they're like, you can answer the phone and you'll get like this test. Whatever. People are, you know, rushing to answer the phone or volunteering for stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. You just got to sit in the background, let everybody else get eliminated and we'll call it a day. I wish the test aspect of it was better. Like they just had them like juicing oranges and like random stuff like that. But I think overall for season one, I'll give it a solid like seven out of ten. And if they do it okay. next year, it can be, get better. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm what sure the hell are we talking about? Squid Game. Squid Game. The chat. Like they there's did a reality, a reality show, show based off a of Squid Game, and it's awesome. No, thank you. It's so oh. compelling. It makes you not. It is so well edited. I made Bill watch it after I had watched it, and I said. Just take a look at the editing on this. It is so sharp and it keeps you riveted. Mm -hmm. And the way that they create a cliffhanger at the end of each episode, you're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll just go into the next episode. Yeah. Um, so editing on that is an A+. Plus. Yep. They, and it's hard to kind of do a deep dive on 456 people to, you know, get you emotionally <clears throat> attached to want one person to win over another. But they, they had a villain that everybody hated that made it far <laughs> enough where people can vote him off. A good-looking villain, too, by oh. the way. A good-looking villain. Okay, now I'm a interested. Villain. <laughs> no, I mean, it. but that's the great thing about it because you're like, he's super handsome, and I kind of want him to go far, even though he's obnoxious. Yeah, and he then then just the way that he gets eliminated where he thought that, you know, yeah, I'm this college football player, I'm better than everybody, and then he just kind of had to sit and watch himself get eliminated at the hands of somebody else. So that was interesting. But, yeah, there's they definitely found some characters. Like the one guy that wore a flower suit dressed like a flower pot in his confessional videos. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that were out there, and it also made me appreciate how they were able to film Red Light, Green Light with almost 500 people and not make it feel overwhelming. Like, Dang. It yeah. was an airplane hangar, so the space was very, very large, okay. too, so that makes a lot of sense. And the other thing that wasn't revealed is that not only was there a mother-son duo that we see in the mm -hmm. show, there was also a father-daughter duo, but the father got eliminated in the red light, green light, so only the daughter is left oh. right now. So I have a question for Mike from Blaine that's very relevant to all the millennials in the room. There you go. Um, have you seen or do you know anything about Good Burger 2? Ooh, yeah. I've heard about it. <laughs> does Kel still love orange soda? Of course he does. He does, he does, he does. Yeah, exactly. Um, I used to love... Keenan and Kill. I'm scared that it's going to be terrible. Oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be you know, so it's gonna awesome. Be terrible. We all have cable growing up. Is that what I'm realizing? Uh, yes. I did, you I you I never did watched not, Good Burger? No? You never watched Good I Burger got to was see a like movie. a glimpse of it here or there at somebody else's house, but I had no, I like, I was did not grow up with it. No. It was a movie too. Yes. Yeah. You, you didn't have Nickelodeon growing up? Andy, no. no? Like, Nickelodeon <laughs> is not the five channels you get. Like, I don't know. Like we did not have cable growing up. Huh. They were in the Macy's Day Parade, too. <laughs> oh, Keenan really? and Kel? Yeah. Isn't That's Kel so like funny. a preacher overseas or something weird now? I don't, know. I don't know. He's like, Kel? Kel, yeah, Kel Mitchell is like a, he's like a reverend or something now. Really? Wow. Let's see here. Are you uh, sure? Kristen, I got a question about the Macy's Day Parade. I watched some of it. 
It was Jimmy Fallon drunk, or is he just? What was going <laughs> well, on? You want, you want to get into Ooh, Jimmy get Fallon tea. gossip? Yes. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon oh. was weird at the parade. I, was I, right. I'm, so, I need to catch up on all these things. Quick sidebar. Yeah. I was right. Kel Mitchell Jimmy is a Fallon youth pastor. Jimmy Fallon was pretty unhinged at the Macy's Day Parade this year. If you watch even just a clip, it was there was something going on there. Um, really? Allegedly, he does have a very, very well-known alcohol problem. That's been going on for a long time. And some of it came out this summer. Mm -hmm. If you remember the Rolling Stone article, I think we briefly talked about it and some of the issues. And that thing went away. That was swept under the rug super fast. I don't know what happened to how they got rid of that um, issue so fast. Um, And allegedly, he steps out on his wife, too, which I think is, you know, the dynamic is, is interesting because... His wife is best friends and uh, production company partners with Drew Barrymore. So, like, the three of them are, like, a little besties triangle. So, for things like that to go on, allegedly, it's it's always kind of interesting. And I I always wonder how Jimmy Fallon has gotten away with a lot of the sort of smoke that surrounds him quite a bit. And it, it felt like it was on display at the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, it's really weird because when the stuff came out about Ellen, which is very similar charges, but I almost to the lesser extent because they didn't have the alcohol part mixed in. Mm-hmm. I mean, people came for her. And then the Jimmy Fallon, maybe because it was during the strike and he didn't have to acknowledge it on his show as much, like it, it got buried <coughs> so much. But yeah, Tom, during the uh, Macy's Day Parade, like Jimmy was like the type of uncle you're like, Let's stay away from that, Uncle. Let's go <laughs> really? play over here. Really that bad, huh? Yeah. He looked like a Muppet, but like yeah. an unhinged Muppet. Yeah. And like, it's fine. Like, if that was like his thing. But a part of me just kept remembering like all of the issues he's facing and how like he, you know, they had that personality of high, high, low, lows. And I was like, what are we experiencing? We're experiencing either one right now. I don't know. Yeah, is good Jimmy or bad Jimmy walking into the studio today? I really, really? remember that yeah. from the Rolling Stone article. And he wore sunglasses through the whole thing. And listen, I get it. I'm someone who's very sensitive to the sun um, when I go outside. But usually during the parade, celebrities just don't wear sunglasses because yeah. you've got the cameras on you. You've got enough shade when you're going by Central Park. And, it, you know, it's not the middle of the summer or anything else like that. So it just felt a little bit off for him to even be wearing sunglasses when it was 830 in the morning on parade day. That makes sense. And I have a question for you. So he's the host of The Tonight Show. Is that correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Nobody watches that show. Why do they have him in the parade? Well, again, and we've talked about this, a late night show, the prestige of it and why they keep it around. You, you don't cancel The Tonight Show. Yeah, you know, you got to keep that legacy show and they continually promote him doing different projects. You know, if let's say if the Emmys were on NBC this year, guess who would be the host? Most likely Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, because that's the way that they keep their late night shows. And it's it's no different than Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosting the Oscars this year on ABC. You're like, "Mm, it's not an exciting choice, but it makes sense in terms of keeping it all in the family. I never understood, though, because Johnny Carson made sure that he was not political ever. And though all that's all all three of those people do. They're very political. And Jimmy Fallon, probably the least political of all of them. I mean, Jimmy had to to be able to keep up with the ratings and advertising dollars. And I'm speaking specifically on the Trump years and people got tired of that. Um, But they each still talk about politics. We'll see what happens in the 2024 presidential cycle. 
I think it's a big mistake because Carson never, ever got political on his show. And I don't, look, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I don't want to hear about either side. I don't care. But remember, times have changed tremendously. I don't think I would ever know if Johnny Carson was a Republican or a Democrat, or I could, you know, now I can pretty much peg any celebrity. I would say I could probably peg about 95% of celebrities and go Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's a huge mistake. Don't you want everyone to watch your show? You would think so. Um, so. But, you know, honestly, but in in the era and during Donald Trump's administration, you had to cover him, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, and you had to pick a side in order to survive. Yep. Oh, that's so weird, though. Why? Why did you have to pick a side? changed tremendously. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, I can tell you even just from like my side of things as an entertainment reporter, the second Donald mm-hmm. Trump started saying fake news to every single outlet and whether it was TV or whether it was newspaper, <clears throat> everyone right. was post. And we've never recovered from that. And people can't disseminate whether it's like Facebook news is real versus what the New York Times is putting out versus what right. Associated Press is putting out. Um, and it's super frustrating for us too, because the emails I get, just telling me like that I'm a piece of crap all the time. Um, when that I'll never happened before Donald Trump <laughs> ran for president. What? I said, I'll stop sending them then. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, know. please. <laughs> well, I, I just... mean, but sometimes they're so threatening. We have to send them off to lawyers and oh, the yeah. police. Yep. Um, yep, you do. Yeah, they're terrible. And But it never happened, at least for me as an entertainment reporter, it never happened before Donald Trump took office. So, so we've seen a huge tone shift that's been very frustrating for anyone, no matter what how, what topic they cover. Um, you're just being told that you're a piece of crap who's t- just lying all the time. I just don't understand why anybody gets that involved in any of that stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Social media empowered people. And that's, we can get into, follow down the rabbit hole. An iPhone and social media and technology and how it's ruined it all. And I still, I'll say it again, because I said it earlier on the show. Why we allow TikTok in this country, I will never understand. They are poisoning young people's brains with that crap. But, well, it, I I would argue that we have that on American soil here, right here with Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. So, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I just allowing people to be so hateful on your site. I don't. Why do you even want that? I, I would say TikTok is actually a little bit uh, has more structure in place for pulling things down that are offensive compared well, to good. Facebook. I'm glad to hear that. And, and look, we get back to all that stuff you were talking about earlier. I really think, and I've become convinced that I haven't had one person agree with me yet, but I swear to God, the all-star wrestling effect of, of Fox and CNN, I swear one from each place gets together every morning and goes, okay, here's what you're going to say. And then I'll fight back by putting you in a headlock by saying this, and then you can do an arm by- it's fake. Almost all of it is 100% fake on both sides. When you agree. Yeah, I don't watch either of them, so it really I don't either. At very, it's very peaceful. <laughs> I, can, I I try about two minutes per every morning, and I go, oh, I got to go. I got to get away. No, just watch your local news and support them. Keep them on. I there. agree. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Watch the local news because that, the, that national news is horrendous. Yes. I don't get it. Why people want to watch that stuff. Do you get it? Anyone? 
Oh no! No, because I don't I'm watch like it. And I would, I would assume most people under forty are definitely not watching it. No. Good. I'm really glad to hear that you aren't, because it, they're both of them are lying to you right in your face, and these people think they're such superstars. It's like, I'm sorry, but the guy from Minnesota, Pete, whatever his name is, I can't remember his last name. We have name. a Pete. What is it? <clears throat> Pete, do you see? No, Pete. The one oh, on from- Fox News. Yeah, he's on Fox News. He's from Minnesota. Pete Ducey. Juicy? I don't think that's Ducey. I don't think so. Oh, sounds good. We can go with that. Sure, why not? <laughs> Great. What? None of us know what you're talking about. No. I think no, it's Pete Ducey, but I'll look it up. There's a Pete no, they... Stauber. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but I, I had him on the morning show one time because we had everybody in. We had Democrats, Republicans. We had CNN. We had Fox, all the rest of it. This Those time. people, you know, it's all, I can't see it because it's a light. Reflection. I know, I'm like, yeah, good. Why'd you make me vomit? No, that's not him. He's a reporter. Yeah, I know who you're talking about there. Yeah. No, it's just the fact that the fact that every one of those people that I ever met uh, on both sides are incredibly arrogant people. Oh, Darren. To... Darren says Hegseth. Yeah, Pete Hegseth. There yeah, you go. Who, yeah, there you go. It's exactly who it is. Very cocky people, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't want to watch a news guy or a newswoman who's all cocky. Do you? No, doesn't work. Wouldn't think. Doesn't work for me. Well, no one does. That's why no one watches the news anymore. Are they, Kristen? Are their numbers both on CNN and Fox way down? Because that's what I've heard. They're way down, and they're way down. The Trump era was their kind of like probably last golden era of making money. Um, Oh, okay. And you have to remember, most people under forty, I would say millennials, Gen Z, they don't have cable. So right, right. Now, but I understand why, you know, CNN is migrating to Max because they need people to start watching. They are going to do that. I heard they're going to do it. So they are going to move over to Max? Well, they will have one streaming channel. They won't have all of them. Right, right. right. But that's just one way to sort of try and hook another generation. But I just don't think that that is going to happen because people get their news much differently. We don't get newspapers. They're not, you don't go out to your doorstep and get your newspaper anymore. Um, People are consuming news off of the internet. But is that always honest and truthful? I say go and read Ooh. Associated Press every single day. It is a neutral site, and you will get just get the facts, and you are allowed to I form your that. own opinion. Because critical thinking is a skill that is fallen by the wayside in schools. You got that right. So. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do that. That's what I do now is I try to find the very neutral site that I possibly can because I have never seen such anger as I'm seeing now in America. The people are just horribly hateful. They hate everything now. And that had to come from somewhere, right? True. You know what I hate? Did you guys see the streaker at Disneyland this weekend? Yes. <laughs> no. No? Yes. What? I There's know. There's a streaker, you guys. On, oh, no. It's a small world. He got off the ride and started climbing up you know, some of the sets oh, and taking off of his clothes. He was wading through the water, too. And we all know how dirty that yeah, water gross. is. Gross. Ah. Look at that water when you're riding it. You're like, video. You'll see video on the internet. And people are like, get back in. Stop. You know, because the ride is stopped. But he managed to take off of his his underwear and walk in outside. So in Disneyland, um, it's not it's a small world is very small in Disney World. But here in California, it's a big structure. And he's walking outside because you take the boats outside. That's where you 
embark right. and disembark. Oh, okay. And he's there with his It's a Small World hanging out um, in front well, of him. Well, no. Yeah, he's going to prison for a long yeah. time. Well, oh, yeah, I was like, where, I mean, besides maybe a mental health breakdown, where do you think it's yeah. a good idea to take your clothes off in front of a bunch of children on a holiday yeah. weekend right. at Disneyland? If we learn anything from The Simpsons... It's when Lisa drank the water mm -hmm. and lost her mind. And I am the lizard world. queen. I am <laughs> the lizard queen. Yes. We have the answer now. <laughs> yes. But it's funny. The only reason I noticed this, and we got, I know we got to get going here, but but I have people stopping me on the street, and some go, God, when did you become so liberal? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. None of the people, my God, you're so far right. I can't stand It's like, well, it can't be both, Right. Yeah, you just have to start doing what I do and just have no boundaries and so stay, like start saying outrageous things because people came up to me this week and they're like, I can't believe you talked about perioding on people's beds. <laughs> yes, well, that's good, said, though. No problem. Not a problem. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it all works. Hey, because it's just a natural thing. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. It's not my fault. Right? I forget about it every month. <laughs> And it's been so taboo for so many generations. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't be raising young women to be embarrassed by it. I bleed out. I don't know. Tell me that's to just, stop. I would like to. Just... How it goes? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, You'd love yeah. to stop doing that. Let me know how to make it not happen. Give me a That'd solution. be great. Like, why should I be hiding my tampon like up my sleeve while I, I have no idea? Yeah. I'm so every girl knows exactly what I'm talking about because I'm gonna start I'm waving it around like a wand. I'm totally I know. I'm and Not guaranteed perfect. when you would open up your purse in front of like the guy you had a crush on in high school, the tampons would come yep. flying out across the hallway. Yeah. And you know what? I want Fawn to be able to be like, yeah, here. I, I want her tampons. to have wear it in her ear when it's time. I Just want like, like a pencil. pencil. Yeah. Or plan on your significant other and say, I need this brand. Yeah. I need this, oh. you know. I plan on pack. having... I'm Sage have like tampons in his backpack when he gets to middle school in case he has like a girl in his class that That's needs one. Super cute and sweet. Yeah. I also could come as kind of weird. Yeah, by middle let's school sure. that becomes weird. Yeah, let's no. make sure that Sage is he could maybe be known as the weird kid. But yeah, I think so. No. Sage is gonna be, be the awesome like kid that everyone new. loves. Let's say it'd be really weird if he knew yeah. their cycles. Like no. if he had yeah, like a chart, a chart and was going. like Emily, some, you should be bleeding yeah. out by now. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> No, but I like every middle schooler, like I got my first period at school. Yeah, same. Nobody helped me. Get this. Well, we the visited nurse my dad once a year, right? Like barely, don't know much, you know, it was a very, yeah. not not a very comfortable place to be. My sister got her period at my dad's okay. for the first terrible. time ever. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely. Why now? She's so scarred. I know, I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Poor girl. Oh. The Poor water Noah. toilet paper in the underwear, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the toilet paper. Oh, my god. You know what's great? I know what to buy everyone for Christmas now. Tampons? A clock. Products. A clock, because we were supposed to be off the show about five minutes ago. Also, will you buy me tampons? That'd be great. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely, for Christmas. Get the no Costco ones. Might as well. Pack Bulk. 100. We love it. KB2, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Good to see you all. Bye. Bye. Take a break. We'll take a break. Come right back right after this. This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on The Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. 
When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, KNL Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does KNL have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not KNL. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com. klgunstore.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. There you have it. Um, we can just take about five minutes here and just do the break it. That like five after Andy, that'll be that'll be fine into the as into long our as show. Kostaki's cool with that. Starting at like eleven ten. He just gave a thumbs He's up. He's all good to go. Okay, good, good, yeah. Like I said, I'll got to go by five clocks and put one in each one of your room. Yeah. Great. Yep. Oh, unless you all just ignoring me. I'm not ignoring uh, you, but I will acknowledge that you were already over on the interview, anyways. <laughs> just gonna over on what interview? When you were, I knew this was going to happen. When you were talking to Kristen, you went over the 45, so I thought it was chill. Yeah. No, but we still have to be out on time. Nah. Okay. And I'll say that starting, not starting the show at 8 o'clock, I have no idea what time it is anymore. Well, what, exactly. What, what, what break we're at or anything like that. Reading My, time is the same. No. It's the same oh if gosh. you just look at Here <laughs> you go. You want to take everything? Literally, we start. I thought it was just the 8.15 break. You know what? Like, Time has anyway. no meaning in right. this place anymore. Like, <clears throat> time's a construct. Push everything back a half hour? I don't know. I suppose on podcasting, it really doesn't matter anywhere near as much. 
It does not. No, no it technically it. doesn't matter at all. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, I suppose bit. you're right. So, so everything is good. All mm-hmm. right, so we've got to wrap up this part of it because Brittany has to go back to bed. Yeah, that's, that's exactly my next that's happening. happening. <laughs> yeah. I was saying that's also I, the other thing is Brittany trying to act like she needs to, you know, we need to show ghost to like Brittany. I you're never just gonna go sit in on the my life said one thing about the time. I did. <laughs> No, I mean like like leaving at eleven. I have never been like I better be out of here by eleven. I'm a doctor. Like the only thing that happens <laughs> after here is I walk out of this room and Go Go sees me and then it's game over. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. And if if I just stay in the class, I mean, if we could go to twelve, that's fine. She naps at twelve thirty, so we could. It's fine. It's fine. You're not going to get invited on the family show. You're out of the mix. Forget I'm it. Trying. Hey. You can work it all. Weasel your way <laughs> trying, in there. Man. Hey, family. All right, so what else is big in the news? This morning? I really not not even checked the news this morning. Uh, there are a couple of things that popped up, but, I mean, I, I really haven't paid much attention to it. The number one story out there right now is when do you throw out your leftovers, and people have strong oh, yeah. about oh, it. Andy and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum, so okay, I would like we can really get into it. We can yeah. really get into it. We've already Alex. eaten our leftovers. Oh, What's all we've eaten for the past three days is leftovers. And so, Alex, where do you fall on it? I am like a... You're like a week out. It'll be fine. It's like, it, smell well, it, look at it. I don't know. It's fine. And Andy is like, it's been in there for three hours and 27 minutes too long, and we need to throw it out immediately. Yeah, after the third day, I don't really trust it. Yeah. It says well, here 7%, 7% of people are eating Thanksgiving leftovers, but food scientists say you should wrap it up. So yeah. there you go. Five, this is the fifth day. Yeah, so five days is technically what they say. Yeah. Well, it de- yeah. And it depends on the food, too, because I know for totally. meat, yeah. it's shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, I don't need to worry about it as much because I don't eat meat, so I don't like it doesn't spoil as quickly. Yeah, but things like the salad, salads are definitely not good after Well, I mean, you days. look at a salad and yeah. you can okay, tell when it's bad. Leftover salads. Like oh, if God. Yeah. If I'm eating if, leftover if the, Thanksgiving Alex, salad. Alex, stop yourself. If the dressing is mixed <laughs> in. No, it is not pre-mixed. That's it is oh, not, no, okay. It's a separate. That's, yes. Okay. Okay. Lettuce compared. Yeah. No, okay. I just had to clear that yeah. up because I was like, listen, Gross. you are not hard yeah. up. Okay. Once you can, lettuce touches an air molecule, it wilts in about four minutes. Pretty much. No, we had like this big vat of salad that like yes. hardly anybody ate, and I'm like, I'll eat it. And so I'll I've just been like it. having I... this giant bowl of salad, and yeah. There's a big argument online also about <clears throat> breakfast salads, which I'm a big fan of breakfast, breakfast salads. What's a breakfast salad? Just eating salad for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like you know how there are certain foods like you just don't eat ch- like chicken for breakfast, like deli meats. It's just not a breakfast food, but people are like, you can eat anything anytime you want. It's true. There you go. I'd like to uh, mention again for people who are watching uh, watching our faces online that I did not get punched in the eye. They tested this uh, area right here for melanoma, but I do not have melanoma. But it oh, looks like somebody go. punched me. I'm and on the record, right I did get punched in the eye, but the person who hit me didn't hit me hard enough to leave a mark. And you, know I who see. You are. Okay. Was it go go? Go go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. Melissa had a black eye from yeah. the monster. Melissa had a black eye from Ethan slamming his head into her yeah. face. Toddlers, toddlers oh, yeah. will smash stuff yes. against you. They feel well. no pain. They are literally like those. Remember those bath salts? Like babe, toddlers are always on bath salts. I know. Pretty much. My know. favorite is what he'll do is he'll go up to something and he'll slap it as hard as he can with his palm, and then he'll go ah. It's like yeah, you shouldn't have done okay, that. So Alex, oh, like, when, oh. when a kid hits or bites. <clears throat> 
what are you, what do you say? Like, what do you say? Because you're the gentle parent. Like, tell me what's to be said. You say, I won't let you do that. And then you put them down or move away from them. I won't let you do that. Because we, yeah. we were stuck with that. Hitting hurts. T- and she was yeah. like, bitch, I know. That's why I did exactly. it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, duh. That's, I'm trying to get a reaction out of you. <laughs> yeah. If you just say, I won't let you do that. And then if you're okay. holding them, you put them down and step away Thank from you. them or just walk away. You for, just smack like, them back. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yep. That's what we you do. We will close with this one. You just reminded me of a magnificent story in my life. Matter of fact, I just brought this up to Catherine a couple of days ago. Um, back when I worked at WDGY the second time, back so that would have been 1977, something like that, 76. I walk in the studio and the midday guy has a huge bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ooh. And I mean, it's a huge bucket of it, right? I walk in and go, oh, a little, have a little uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, are you? And he was totally serious when he said this to me. He looked up to me and said, yeah, I, I thought long and hard, and I've decided to become a vegetarian. He thought chicken wasn't meat. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so wait, Tom, in this scenario, not only did he think it was not meat, did he not only eat chicken and not any sides? Like he was only eating chicken? He was only eating chicken. That's exactly right. I would do that at my mind totally. too. Like as a meal, the only thing you're eating is chicken. Like that. Why is that weird? That's. A, I would. Is that, that not weird? Totally. Is that That's like, not weird no. at all. I once had a friend text message me that she was at the grocery store and she was at the deli counter and there was this guy ordering tons and tons of meat and she was like, "That's a lot of meat." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm on an all meat diet." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh yeah." Atkins. She she told me about that probably five years ago and I think about it probably every week because I'm just like, "What?" I'll think about it all the time. Exactly. I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Are you what?" Eating eating exactly one thing, no matter what it is, is not. It's never no. good for you. It's you're, weird. You're going to be deficient so in something, I yes. guarantee you. Yeah. No. Well, I'm just glad he's a vegetarian now, only eating With buckets of chicken. That's hilarious. But maybe he was just eating the skin, Tom. So no, Just the fried the part. Yeah, just the breading. Skin. That makes it so much worse. Yeah, that Just oh, the man. skin. That would make me, if I just ate the breading off of KFC, that would make me feel not good. I got to no. go. You guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. I love you all. Bye. 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 You too.